Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I'm going to touch on recovery and before that, quick update on myself as I usually do every few weeks. So I'm just over nine weeks out, so nine weeks and two days today from my first show of the season. And uh, those that don't already know, I'm competing in natural bodybuilding this year. First time stepping on stage, so it's something I'm definitely looking forward to. And I'm sitting just under 170 four pounds or 172 actually this morning so a bit under that uh, I wrote the podcast out yesterday a few notes on what I wanted to touch on hence why it's 174 but yeah 172 this morning so another drop after my weight being a bit stagnant for the first half of the week and should see another new low soon because I've also had my food lowered on rest days as well and to be honest I'm feeling it I'm feeling draggier than usual. Oh yeah, I'm feeling draggy. I'm feeling tired. I'm a bit irritable. Uh, it's part of it, to be honest. It's like I don't like saying I'm tired and this and that because if I say I'm tired, I'll probably feel it going into sessions. Whereas if I'm optimistic, then it might not be so much. But uh, I'm not going to pretend it's not the case, if that makes sense. But I could always feel worse anyway. And just about remembering it's my choice I'm doing this and not being crab at all though it's part of it being a bit irritable it will happen if that makes sense so in terms of why the episode so i wanted to touch on recovery today because it's it's something very important and there's a lot of like, like gimmicks out there things that will say like oh this will improve your recovery that will uh things with pretty little reward if that makes sense whereas i wanted to touch on the stuff I'd class as important, the class, the things that I'd class as the biggest tools to recover, the biggest things to take into consideration when you are wanting to maximise your recovery. Uh, because, like I said, it's like there's a lot of things like, not that they don't have their place, it's like things may have their place, but like doing like cold showers, hot, shower, hot, hot baths, things like that, things like sauna, uh, massage guns, stuff like that, supplements to take, but they're all gonna have minor, minor rewards, minor improvements in your recovery, and they're not gonna do much unless you're nailing the basics. Again, similar to training, it's about nailing the basics first of all. Uh, so our biggest tools to recover, which I'll be going over in this podcast, are our sleep. So getting adequate amount of sleep, getting good quality sleep, also our nutrition. So making sure it's on point and we're not slacking on it because we can train as hard as we can, but if we're not eating effectively, then we're not going to be able to maximise things when it comes to being in a diet or being in a gaining phase. Both are equally important when it comes to nutrition. Uh, and... Also, stress management. So, a stressed body isn't a body in a good position to progress when it comes to training. And as well as that, being in a stressed state isn't going to put you in a good position to sleep well. So, they both tie into each other, if that makes sense. So, first one I'm going to touch on is sleep. So, like I said, better sleep equals better recovery and also better performance. So, the reason why better recovery is when we are sleeping, we release things like growth hormones. And generally are just in a position where we recover, uh, get rid of that soreness as well from training. And without adequate recovery, we're 
not going to be able to do as much in the gym. What I mean by this is, if we think about, let's say you're getting five hours sleep a night, then you're going to have to do less potential volume in the gym because you might not be able to do as much work in terms, let's say, do as much sets, then get the soreness away in time, get recovered, and then do it again twice that week. You won't be able to do so just because your sleep isn't in a good spot. So not that you're overtraining, but you're more under-recovering if this is you in this situation. Uh, so again, let's think about it. If we can get away with sleeping more, which means we can get recovered and stimulate that muscle group maybe twice a week instead of once uh, because it won't be sore anymore, then that's given us an opportunity to stimulate that muscle again to grow uh, and adapt as a result of that. So it's about stimulating the muscle for it to adapt. For example, let's say we're doing, we'll just take the leg extension, it's an easy movement, it's only going to be working like your quad, so it's not really complex to talk about. Uh, whereas, like, yeah, so let's say we're doing a leg extension, let's say we're doing it once a week, we are able to progress at a rep each time we do it. If we are managing to do the leg extension twice a week, and we manage to add a rep every set we do, then we're going to double the amount of reps we can increase a week, which means we're going to have bigger quads from doing so. Better rectus for Morrissey's. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you'd say it. Uh, yeah, our rectus for Morris will look better just because we're able to stimulate that muscle group more frequently and grow it more frequently as a result of that. So yeah, it will just basically allow you to maximise your recovery and maximise how much you can do in the gym. And... The sweet spot is ideally seven to nine hours sleep I'd recommend going for. So any lower than seven's kinda of pushing it in terms of you're cut you're selling yourself short. You're probably not getting enough sleep at all. Uh, and if you're getting nine consistently, absolutely magic. That's what I am for a night. I'm always asleep for nine hours and it does so much good for your recovery. And as well as that, I've not been ill in ages touch wood I've also I'd rarely get injured and rarely get much wee niggles and pains that sort of thing uh, so I think it really does do me the benefit that I wanted and of course I feel like I've made a decent amount of progress when I was in a gaining phase that sort of thing and my diets are going pretty fit effectively so a lot we can do to improve our sleep it's not just a case of being in your bed uh, full stop. It's like, is your room cool? Is your room dark? Is your room quiet? Have you got a sleep routine in terms of waking up and going to sleep at the same time? Uh, this is something I try and hammer home to my clients very frequently. I always like repeat things like this, and it's like, yes, it's boring, but I want I want my clients to know this is going to help so much, and I want them to ensure it's in place, which is why I repeat it so much because. If not, then like I said, you're selling yourself short. And if you want to learn a bit more in terms of sleep, in terms of how to improve it, and just generally like a bit about it and educate yourself on the topic, I've also got a episode on sleep and also circadian rhythm. So yeah, feel free to check that out if it is something you're interested in. And yeah, so first of all, get plenty of sleep. Again, seven to nine hours, and I uh, stated the basics that I think we can do to improve it, like cool, dark, quiet room, having a good sleep routine, meaning going to sleep and waking up at similar times.
So after that, it's our nutrition. So we want to be consuming adequate amount or adequate amount of protein. So the reason why, yes, obviously we want to make sure the rest of our diet's in a good spot, but that's probably the main macronutrient I'd focus on because if we're having adequate amount of protein, then that will basically mean we'll be able to recover effectively to grow muscle uh, into a retainer muscle when we're dieting. I hate I hate kind of saying like retain muscle because for most individuals I think listening to this podcast you can you can grow muscle when you're in a deficit and the reason being is oh unless you're really advanced to training it's definitely possible and especially if let's say you've got areas you can improve consistency wise for example if you're currently not doing great with your sleep you could be more consistent with your nutrition you're not managing your stress as well basically the topics i'm going to cover here if you can improve those then i believe you can progress while you're in a deficit if you're putting effort into your sets i've got no doubt about that and yeah so we should aim for adequate amount of protein what is adequate uh, it's commonly looked at that about two grams per kilograms plenty uh, so that's Let's say if you weigh uh, 70 kilos, that's 140 grams of protein a day. However, there's no harm in going slightly over that. Uh, you could say it's going to be a bit more beneficial going a wee bit higher because we get protein from things like rice, bagels, which we don't have. They're not as quality a protein source. I'm not going to go into those details because this podcast isn't centered on nutrition. So yeah, I won't bore you with the details. But basically... Things like animal products like beef, eggs, uh, things like whey protein, uh, yogurt as well. We're getting adequate amount of whole proteins, which is what we're wanting to properly recover. And in terms of the food you're putting in your body, so regardless if you're having adequate amounts of protein, you of course want to be giving good food to your body. Uh, so not that there's going to be, like, not that this is... It's not like something I can say, right, this is good, this is bad, but you want to be making sure you're having nutritious foods, you're having things that you're five a day, that sort of thing. And uh, I think it's easy enough to distinguish what foods are relatively healthy for you and are going to be giving you nutritional value and what foods aren't. Uh, so yeah, focus on eating good foods, good amounts of it, and uh, that will, of course, mean you'll be in a good spot to recover. And... As well as that hydration, so a hydrated body is a well-functioning body. A lot of our muscle tissue is made up of water, uh, so it's important to make sure it's in a good spot. And I think a good minimum is about 3 litres a day is what I'd aim for. Uh, and that's uh, a good way to basically keep track of it is to have a water bowl. Know how much it is to fill the water bowl and aim to drink, let's say, a certain amount of the water bowl. Or not certain amount, the water bowl, sorry. Fill it up a certain amount a day. For example, if you have a one litre water bottle, fill it up three times a day. As well as that, you can look at your caffeine intake. For example, if you're constantly uh, having caffeine multiple times a day, let's say you're having like, four cups of coffee a day or something, caffeine, yes, it'll give you energy short term, but there's a negative result from doing so. So when we have caffeine or any other stimulant, it basically puts us in a position where we're not recovering. We're we're in a stress state, a, a flight or, sorry, a fight or flight state, uh, which isn't the position we're recovering. It's the same thing as stress on your body, like just being overall in a stress state, 
heart rate's up, you're not really focusing on digesting your food well, you're not doing those like uh, things that are important for us to do to recover effectively. Uh, and the reason being is when we're in a stressed state, our body's not thinking, right, I'm going to digest this food. It's got that on the back burner. It's not focusing on doing so because it's thinking, right, I'm stressed. There's stressors to be aware of, like, and your heart rate's up and you're focusing on basically survival. Obviously, it's a bit drastic because being stressed about uni work is not going to kill you, but your body doesn't know that, if that makes sense. So, yeah, stress management is massive and your body doesn't know the difference between different stressors, meaning, like, training is a stress on you and also, like, stressing about work is also a stress on you or having tons of stimulants. Your body doesn't know the difference to an extent, which means if you are constantly stressed outside the gym, you're taking away from how much you can do inside the gym and your overall recovery. And lower stress basically means better sleep, better mood, better recovery. So we know when we're stressed, we produce cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Uh, so if we're producing that, especially close to bed, we know that's going to impact the quality of our sleep. And as a result, uh, the the uh, things I talked about, like our recovery and our mood. <clears throat> so if we can manage our time better, if we can plan our days, things like having a routine in place, not winging every day, not sporadically running about having just structure and routine can mitigate stress because you don't have that feeling of overwhelm with when will I get this done when will I get that done and worrying about numerous different things so yeah definitely try and manage your stress as best as possible so that's basically it to be honest what I touched on was obviously your sleep your nutrition your stress management they're going to be the main things that are gonna improve your recovery from there, once they're nailed, I'd maybe look to, you could maybe look to venture further and try other things, but without nailing the above, or what I've just spoke about, I think it's close to close to pointless doing the other things. So, yes, they'll obviously have their benefits still, but it's like you're, you're not going to be getting as much out of ticking those boxes as you will be doing like stress management, nutrition, and sleep. But some things that may also help are supplements. So maybe like potential supplements can help improve your ability to recover, things like sleep aids, because if we're sleeping better, we're recovering better. Uh, and things that just help us manage our stress. You could also say just generally looking after our health, making sure we've got no deficiencies is going to be ideal for us. Uh, doing things like that. And also maybe like intra-workout nutrition, so essential amino acids and carbs during our session could help. But uh, this podcast, again, not wanting to touch on that a ton because we don't want to be missing the forest through the trees and what's important. And also hot and cold. So you see folk do like hot, hot and cold therapy, that sort of thing. Maybe massaging, stretching. Yes, they're going to help. Yes, they're going to probably have some benefit to either your general health, your performance or your recovery. But nail the basics first. They've got their highest return, just like in training. And what I mean by this is the basic movements, like learning how to do like a basic compound movements, like a bench press or a dumbbell press and things like a squat or deadlift. Those basic movements are going to have the most return, not worrying about 
doing our league extension perfectly. Yes, obviously, I like a league extension, so it'll be beneficial, but if I had to choose one movement from legs, it wouldn't be a league extension, put it that way. Focus on basics that have the highest return. Then once you've nailed them, then you can be like, right, what other forms of, or what else can I do to improve my recovery? So hope this podcast helped as always. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please leave me a rating and review if you can. Uh, share it on your story if you enjoyed it or drop me a message and let me know if you did. Uh, I greatly appreciate everyone basically telling me how valuable it's been and if it's helped you in some form because that's obviously my goal for the podcast. So yeah, it means a lot hearing it and it makes it uh, something that is just enjoyable, uh, like making the podcast, even if it's just helping a few folk. So thank you very much for listening. Everyone have a great day.